You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the news talk powerhouse for the northern part of the state. And this is the biggest show across North Alabama afternoons right here. Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio. And like that dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right. Hey, listen, folks, we got um, we got a lot of stuff to unpack and things are happening right now. So we spent, you know, the first hour pretty much talking about leadership, talking about what's still going on in Afghanistan uh, how all that you know just is unfolding before our very eyes. But let me just let me just start bringing some of this home for you. What does it mean to Alabama? Well, first of all, let me just say, you you folks here in at home, I hope you understand. You've got a ton of Alabama National Guardsmen and reservists who have all served. Not not to mention our active duty military community that are right here. And and right in this listening area alone, between Redstone Arsenal and Anderson Army Depot. And then just go south to a, a Maxwell Air Force Base, and then further south in the Wiregrass down to um, uh, Fort Rucker. We have a huge amount of military community here, and they are all over the place. Do you know that Alabama has literally um, one of the highest per capita rates of veterans in its communities of any state, any state in the nation? And that's that's a testament, I believe, to you know what what kind of people we are, you know what kind of state we are. Uh, we're a state that serves. We're a state that gets out front. We're a state that's not afraid to go to hard places. We're a state that raises up our kids to believe in patriotism. We're a state that, that still, by and large, raises up its next generation to believe that there's something worth preserving. Well, what we've been seeing over the last year, especially since the 2020 elections, has been this amazing uh, devaluing of American values. And we've been seeing this on a regular basis, and it's and it's it's coming to a head in many ways. And and how long can they keep up the facade that that's what America wants? Well, I know it's not what Alabama wants. Now we are a red state when it comes to politics, pure politics. We are a red state. By and large, this is a Republican state. I mean, look around. Have the Democrats even put up a candidate for anything statewide yet? It's 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 getting to the point of being disappointing. You know, you, I said before that I have a theory, in my mind, I have a theory, and I think it's well proven, that the thing that is best for the Republican Party is to have a good, well-run Democrat Party. Not, not that I want Democrats to succeed, not by any stretch, but what I'm saying is you rise to the level of your competition. And when we start seeing advanced liberalism and Democrats championing truly anti-American causes at any level— it brings about a response. When we don't have anybody to respond to, we get fat and lazy. And, and, and too many times, I think, in our own state politics, right here in Alabama, I'm going to call it fat and lazy. Right now, we have too many of our Republicans who are fat and lazy. Now, I'll not make that the complete broad brush statement because I know some uh, men and women in our state legislature. I know a few in other offices who are, uh, well, they are solid conservative and just plain right. But but all said and and this is this is not the adage that I've been saying is holding true that there's a vast difference between being a Republican and being a conservative. And what I'm hoping is happening right now is that true conservatives, 
people like the ones in our listening audience, people like those right side ruffians who are like, man, I am sick of seeing what I'm seeing, and I and I want I want it to be different, are going to feel empowered, and 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 basically encouraged for that matter, to get up and go do something. Folks, it does not take a whole lot to run for your local school board. It doesn't. Find one of you. Find one of you who's been like the most active, most vocal. And I guarantee you, if if 500 people get behind you and each one of them puts $50 into your campaign, you are going to be a strong, strong candidate for a local school board. I mean, go out and find your 50 friends and say, if I do this, will you be with me? And if they will, go for it. Pray about it. Is it your calling? I mean, so we, we got to have more of it. And, and it, it's, it's so important. Now, let me tell you what's happening nationally. So I read you a moment ago, right before the last break, that the Daily Beast, which is not known for being a conservative periodical, if you understand what I mean, the Daily Beast has said that what we are seeing right now is uh, the obliteration of the, the Biden era already. Well, just right now, I'm sitting here looking at a story that just popped up. I mean, like, it's on the Daily Caller, and it's literally just popped up, yeah, as of the last hour and a half. Uh, a guy named Michael Ginsburg is writing a story that a Republican just flipped a state Senate seat. And, and, and these, these state legislators, I used to be a state senator for eight years. I served in the Alabama State Senate, proud to, to, to do so. But as a state senator, you, you have a lot of opportunity to affect change that impacts your state. And our state legislature um, is, is, is got a lot of opportunity to do things that impact you even more than what happens in D.C. I'm just serious. They just do. I mean, just wow. Well, right now in Connecticut, in a same district where Biden won by 25%. Now, listen, 25% is not even close. That is, when you win by 25% in politics, it's like the other candidate was not even there. So a state Senate candidate, a Republican, just beat a Democrat in a district where Biden just won last November by 25%. Now, if that's an indication of things to come, then the Democrat Party is going to be falling apart in the coming months trying to figure out their messaging, trying to figure out their mantras, trying to figure out how to move forward trying to figure out their candidates. And they're also going to be trying to figure out how to distance themselves from the top of their ticket because right now they chose to put Biden at the top of the ticket and they've got no choice but to acknowledge him as the leader of their party. And Biden just won a district in November, less than a year ago, by 25%. And a Republican just won a state Senate seat there and shocked everybody. Folks, I'm just telling you, there's a day of reckoning coming. We can only take this stuff for so long. Republicans are known for being more accommodating, if you will. We'll work together. We'll work with you. Oh, you blindsided this again? Okay, well, we'll work with you. We'll work with you. And then at some point, wham. Well, 2010 in Alabama was the wham. 2010 in Alabama, we took what had been 136 straight years of Democrat control of the House and Senate in our state legislature, and we flipped it in one night. Well, I think a repeat of 2010 is coming, and I think it's going to be harsh on the Democrats. 
Hey, folks, Phil Williams here, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We're going to move to a short break. We're going to come back and continue to try and figure out how does this play into Alabama? What are we going to see next? Uh, It's amazing to watch this unfolding. And I'm trying to give you the bigger picture. Don't just think of it in terms of that's happening over there. No, no, it's happening right here. What is happening over there is impacting your here and now. And folks, if you've ever thought about running for office as a conservative, if you've ever thought about getting involved, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Um, so, so listen, if you if you haven't heard yet, I got to tell you about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Uh, Otter Creek Farm, such an amazing place. I mean, I love this place. I took Charlene out there for dinner not long ago because, yes, they do have, even though it's a wing shooting destination, if you like to go hunting pheasant and quail, I mean, what a great place. They've got the guides, the guns, the dogs, the hundreds of manicured acres. Uh, they've also got, it's a wedding venue. But but on top of that, they've got a culinary staff that will blow your mind. So on Thursday nights in the summertime, they're doing this thing called a summer dinner series. And you can go out there, and we I took Charlene out there. We had a five-course meal. A five-course meal. I've never seen so much food. But a five-course meal with a wine pairing for each course. And they came out and told you what it was, why it paired together. I mean, I'm not that sophisticated, y'all, but I felt like a king. And it's just such a cool place. And then you, you can sit by the uh, infinity pool and watch the sun go down over the acreage. And anyway, just what a, you'll quickly realize when you go to their website, ottercreekfarmstead.com why Donald Trump Jr. chose to stay there not long ago, and, and why they were featured in Garden and Gun magazine. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Otter Creek Farm. You can find them at ottercreekfarmstead.com. All right, so I was talking right before the break about the fact that we're talking about a lot of national stuff, but I consider myself to be somewhat of a state policy guy, too. I mean, I work for the Alabama Policy Institute. Uh, I've been an attorney here in the state of Alabama for many years. I'm a native Alabamian. And I served in the Alabama State Senate for eight years. So all that to say, state policy is huge. And I want to make sure that you hear me say this. I've said it before on the show, but I'll say it again. I am convinced that very often what happens in Montgomery has more of an impact on us than what happens in D.C. Now, that may sound crazy when you turn the news on and all you see are national news because you don't have any real good legitimate news sources for the state of Alabama. You've got some, you got some folks out there like uh, Todd Stacy doing Alabama Daily News. You've got Yellowhammer. you got some that you can trust that, that, that tend to give you the straight skinny. But then after that, I mean, what have you got? You've got AL.com, which is the most liberal group of people I've ever seen. They do have some uh, writers, Cameron Smith, Dana McCain, who I like. But the rest of them, literally, I can't tell if they even like Alabama, much less write about it. And, and they're liberal as the day is long. And, and then you've got, you know, a few other hangers-on that try to report the news. And outside of your hometown papers, many of which are gone, you don't have much news. So what I'm trying to do is give you sort of the straight skinny on why I believe this national news cycles that we see 24-7 now, how they relate to you. 
Well, one of the things that's relating right now is, are you frustrated when you watch Portland burning? Well, guess what? That affects your Alabama politics. Oh, really? Yes, it does. Are you frustrated when you see Loudoun County, Virginia, having a school board meeting, having a complete come apart over masks? Are you frustrated there? That's right. So are other people in your community. It's happening in Virginia, but it impacts your state politics. Because as we see those things happening, we begin to realize we don't want that here. Or wait, look over there. I think I see it here too. I just identified it because I saw it over there. I can now see it over here. And next thing you know, what you're doing is you're recognizing it for what it is. And it spurs people on to get involved. And that is so absolutely necessary. So what I'm saying is this. If you've ever thought about whether it is time for you to run for office or get involved in somebody else's campaign, I agree. Now's the time. There's no better time than right now. No better time as a conservative. No better time as someone who says, I am a solid conservative and I believe I'm just plain right to go ahead and, and get actively engaged. The Tea Party movement had a huge impact on the 2010 elections. I think we're in that next wave right now. I was telling Charlene last night, my wife, we, 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 we talk politics at our house a lot. I mean, she's more politically astute than I am most of the time. She's sending me stories. Even right now, there's one that just pulled up that I'm going to try and read during the next break. Um, but, but, but literally, we were talking last night, and I said, you can feel momentum. Like on the show right now, I can feel momentum. I don't have any metrics. I don't have anything that says, here's how many people listen to the show every day, but I can sense it. You know, you, you get this, you get this, and I don't mean like, I feel it in my bones. I'm not saying that. I mean, you start catching the different pieces of it, like how many calls come in and how far away they call from and people that are wanting to advertise on the show. And, and so that momentum, and I said, it's kind of like back in the, the, the campaign when we were running for office. You could feel the groundswell sometimes. Well, folks, that's where we are right now in terms of conservatives getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. And if you're sitting out there right now, let me encourage you. Oh, man, Phil, I've never run for office before. You know what? When I ran for the state Senate, I had never run for office before. Never. I, I, just, I just looked at it and thought, I don't like that down there anymore, and I'm sick of seeing it. And I ran. And I, you know, I learned later on that you don't usually start with the state Senate, but I just did. And it, it doesn't matter what office. Like my, my best, one of my best buddies, I had several great friends in the legislature. One of my best buddies from up here in this listening area, uh, Bill Holtzclaw, uh, he served um, in the state Senate with me for eight years also. Well, Bill used to be, I believe, on the Madison City Council. And, and so this momentum, this, this, this movement forward, this, this sense of groundswell right now is legit. And we just saw it. So an article just popped up that I told you about for the last break that literally says that in a district where Biden won by 25% last time, that a Republican just won a state Senate seat. How does that even happen? Well, it happens because Democrats have been so overzealous and overstepping. Let me rephrase that. Liberals have been so overstepping and overzealous that they have burned their bridges. And conservatives are saying enough. Now, moderates, they're like, well, you know, we'll go along to get along. That's what moderates do. Go along to get along. We'll just, we'll just go along to get along. It's going to be okay. We'll just reach across the aisle and shake hands. Well, that's fine sometimes on things that don't, you know, require that level of activity. But when they're trying to burn down your country, when they're trying to tell you you can't stand up for the flag anymore, 
when they're trying to tell you that, you know, the values that you've always held dear, when they're trying to tell you what to do with your kids, when things like what I showed you yesterday on the show, and I've still got it sitting here on the table next to me, that the Huntsville City School System has introduced a curriculum into the Huntsville City Schools that literally has a portion of it that says, you should refer to kids by the pronoun in which they prefer, but don't tell their parents because it may be something the kids don't want to communicate at home. Did you hear that part? When you have liberals doing things like that, trying to get to your kids, trying to impact your ability to do a business, trying to tell you you're not allowed into a facility until you show your papers. When you see those things happening, you should be willing to say, I'm done with this. I am going to get involved. And folks, getting involved can mean pretty much anything. It can mean that, uh, you know, for the cost of a pizza, uh, you could choose not to buy the pizza and give that money to a candidate who's running for your school board. 20 bucks. People used to tell me when I was campaigning, eh, man, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't afford to give much, but, um, I mean, do you, do, would, you take, would you take a 20? Would I take a 20? I, I'm, I'm thankful for the 20. You know what a 20 buys me? You just put two yard signs out there for, my, for me by doing that. You just bought somebody one of my campaign T-shirts by doing that. You just, you know, break it down. The, it, everything, everything is something to be thankful for when you're running for office. And if you tell somebody, hey, I, um, I can't give money, but I'll go knock on some doors. Oh, my gosh. That's better than money. Folks, I'm just telling you. The time has come. And if you've ever felt like momentum may be there for you to do something, to get involved, to run for an office, to, to be the candidate yourself, or for that matter, to get behind somebody. Find somebody who's conservative. You and 20 friends, your Sunday school, your Rotary Club, whatever, to look around and go, you know what, by God, there's a city council race open. There's a school board race open. There's a state legislative race open. Go find a candidate. Get behind them. we got to take this country back, this state back, our communities back. Mm, I'm fired up now. All right, folks, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. I got caffeine and chocolate, and I am good to go. Uh, hey, listen, uh, I, I want to tell you guys about my friends at ZLA Solutions real quick. Y- you got to know about these folks. I just talked to them this morning. This morning, today, August 18th. Here I am at 3.36 p.m. telling you. I spoke to them this morning, and they said, listen, their, their Huntsville business, their, their, their North Alabama business is off the charts. So ZLA Solutions, what they do is they put people to work. If you're looking for a job, go to their website, USA, uh, ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs posted all over the state. At the same time, if you're an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, go to ZLAUSA.com and check them out. They are putting people back to work all over the place. That's what they do. They will do the headhunting for you. They'll, they'll, they'll vet the people for you. They'll do the background checks if necessary. They'll do the drug testing. They'll get people in there and working like within just the short amount of time after you contact them. I'm just telling you right now, ZLA Solutions, they like to say, we don't make it, we make it better. ZLA Solutions, that's ZLAUSA.com. Give them a check out. 
Well, uh, folks, we are we are being lectured as we speak um, right now. President Biden is on the air, uh, and so okay. Number one, we now know where he is. He is at the White House, according to the uh, the ticker I'm watching. Uh, I'm sitting here watching him uh, go back and forth between whispering in the microphone, which he does all the time, to then squinting his eyes and, and just about go full corn pop on us. Um, but uh, he 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 just finished calling out Alabama. So I got to do this for a minute. I'm going to go into some Alabama stuff, all right? Because if you read AL.com or if you listen to the President of the United States, Alabama, you don't know what you're doing. Alabama, you don't know what you're doing. He just finished saying, his quote was, what we have is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. He made the quote that 90% of the hospitalizations in Alabama are unvaccinated people. Well, first of all, uh, I would hesitate to say that there's probably some heart patients, some accident patients, some orthopedic patients, uh, some other folks with cancer treatments that are hospitalized too. Now, I'm not going to mitigate this, I, I guarantee you, because I have seen and heard of some tragedies related to COVID. So I will say this. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I am not. I'm also not going to tell you whether I've had a vaccination shot because it's none of your daggum business. I will tell you this. I believe you have rights. I am not anti-vax, but I am pro-liberty. But I'm also sick of being lectured to, especially by somebody like Joe Biden who hid in his basement for the entire campaign and basically hid apparently in the basement at uh, Camp David for the last six days uh, while Afghanistan was falling apart, a place where I served for a year. But let me read you some real facts. All right, the things they won't tell you. Alabama, you're only 35% vaccinated. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, okay, what they're not telling you is that I'm looking at it right now. And usafacts.org, which pulls its data from the CDC, so it's the exact same place where Joe Biden gets his data, in Alabama, 1.7 million-plus people, or 35% of our entire population, has been fully vaccinated. Keep in mind, you're not vaccinating children, all right? So when you say 35% of our population has been vaccinated— that's significant. And when you take out children, you realize that 35% is actually more in terms of those that could be vaccinated. But the part they're not telling you, because most of these vaccinations require two shots, is that on top of the 35% who have been fully vaccinated, we also have another 46% who have received at least one dose. So 2.2 million more of our population has received at least one dose. Add that together, folks. We're looking at, what is that, 81%? 81% of our population is in the pipeline right now for vaccinations. And yet the President of the United States just went on national TV, squinted at the microphone, whispered that we have a pandemic of the, un, uh, of the uh, unvaccinated, and called out the state of Alabama by name. Well, Alabama, I recognize that places like California and New York have scared their people um, even more so. But right now we live in a place where we still believe in some personal liberties. We still believe that you're allowed to make choices, although they're making it harder. And I'm going to tell you about St. Vincent's Hospital here in a minute. St. Vincent's, if you or your staff are listening, uh, folks, pay attention to what's happening at St. Vincent's down in Birmingham. But let me keep unpacking some of these stats. Because I want you to also bear in mind that we have... 5.5 million doses that have been delivered to Alabama, of which 3.8 million have already been administered. That's a significant number, all right? 
What that's telling me is that literally we only have so much we can give out right now and that we have given out what appears to be right at 70% of them. All right. Now let me go down a little further. Looking at the stats, what happens when you break it down by age category? Well, 17 years and under, there are some who've received it, but you know what? You don't have many people at that age group who can get the the, the daggum thing right now. So let's go ahead and take that demographic out. The age 75 and older, did you know that the most at-risk population for COVID, ages 75 and older, in Alabama, 77.9% of the 75-year and older population has already gotten their vaccinations. How about that? At least one dose. How about just under that, 65 to age 74? Age 65 to 74, 76.44% of that population has had it. How about ages 50 to 64? 60.46 of our state population has had it. So as you get lectured, please understand, if they wanted to dig into the stats and give you some credit where credit may be due, you you might find a different story. Because right now what we're seeing is that literally 81% of the state's population, 81% of the state's population has chosen to enter into the vaccine process. Now, folks, if that's a well-reasoned decision that you've made on your own by researching it, talking to your doctor, feeling comfortable with the decision, and you got the shot, good on you. If you've made a well-reasoned decision, or you have a health condition that that prevents it, or you've got a faith-based exemption that you believe exempts you from it, or you've got just, just a complete distrust of the government, I get every bit of that. And if you haven't gotten your vaccine, guess what? You still have personal liberties. And they do not go away in a pandemic. They do not. So what I'm telling you is this. Yep, we just got lectured by the commander-in-chief. He just literally went on the news and called out the state of Alabama. And then he called out Texas. And then he called out Tennessee. Oh, look, Republican-led states. Go figure. So apparently it's the politics of the pandemic once again. And President Biden wants to call you out Even though, as I look at the numbers right here on the CDC website, I can see clearly that 46.8% of our population has gotten at least one dose and 35.6% have already been fully vaccinated. Folks, we're moving towards it. They just want you to move towards it at their pace. Oh, and by the way, guess what? Those of you that already got it, what, six months ago, it appears they're going to go ahead and tell you today that you're going to wind up having to get a third shot. How about that? How about that? Well, um, listen, that, that's, that's, un, that's unfolding even as we speak because this show, we don't mess around, man. If news is breaking, we'll talk about it right then when it's breaking. Um, I, got a, I got a caller on the line, though, and it looks like it's going to change the topic. And I was going to go into the uh, Huntsville City School System thing again. Uh, so it's maybe a timely piece. I got a few minutes for the next break. So Todd from Huntsville's on line four. Todd, change the topic on me, man. Get me away from vaccines. What are you thinking about the Huntsville City School Board? Is that good now? You are good, sir. Yes, sir. I was saying this is Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. What's your What's your comment on the Huntsville City School Board? Uh, yes, I went to the uh, meeting last night, and we people they were allowing in, and they only allowed nine people in the building last night. Okay. 
All right. Um, um, so did, did and, and what, what did you find while you were there? Well, they, they wouldn't really give us too much information. We were trying to find out about the masking policy and how they came up about that, but they wouldn't give us any more information. They even refused to talk to us as we were outside. So how many folks were outside wanting to get in? Uh, there was about 20 of us. Now, two, two from our group got in. They were there earlier. Um, but then as people, even as people, they let people out of the meeting or dismiss some people out of the meeting. They didn't allow any more people to enter. Did they ask for your vaccination card? They did not. They didn't even want to talk to us. They didn't even allow us the, they didn't even give us the ability to come in. They just had the doors locked and locked us out. Okay. Is this Huntsville City Schools, Todd? Huntsville City Schools. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was last night at, what's that, 200 White Street uh, last night at 6 o'clock. Well, now, they're, they're required to have an open meeting, um, and I guess they consider that an open meeting by allowing a few people in. Did they have it televised or recorded in some way where you could watch it or make comment by Zoom? No, there was no way of making any type of communication or televised, or anything, and they didn't even allow anyone to speak last night either. I know from the people that were in the meeting, they talked about the football teams and how they were going to mask them. And then after they got done talking the about that, team? they went into the back and deliberated on their own. How are they going to put a mask on the football team during a game? Well, I didn't say anything about any people in the stands as well, so that doesn't make too much sense to me. God almighty. Well, listen, hey, hey, Todd, thanks for giving us a heads up. We're going to reach out to uh, the Huntsville City School Board again. we got more things to talk to them about. Uh, Todd from Huntsville, thanks for your, your your info on the Huntsville City School Board meeting from last night. So here we go. Uh, once again, the, the pandemic is the means by which uh, public officials uh, don't have to deal with the public. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Todd, thanks for the call. And, uh, and call in later on if you have any updates on that. Love to hear, by the way, if anybody else out there has questioned the Huntsville City School Board members or anybody else on the staff there about this liberal curriculum that we talked about yesterday at length, uh, the Anti-Defamation League's um, curriculum called No Place for Hate, the one that allows for, you know, gender fluidity and uh, don't tell the parents and the the idea that you're going to wind up. Uh, um, oh, wait, I just had to change the subject here real quick. Biden just finished his prepared remarks from the teleprompter and turned around and promptly left the room without taking a single question. He's gotten pretty good at that. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're going to take a short break and uh, come back and, uh, and I'll jump back on topic. I feel like I'm just bumping around right now because there's so much happening. Todd gave us good input input uh, on the Huntsville City School Board that we've been talking about a lot lately. Biden just called out the state of Alabama. So I was putting some comments back to you to make sure you understand that what he just did by lecturing our state does not necessarily hold up when you look at the real facts. And also to remind you, you have rights too. You have rights too. All right. So do not be shamed into passivity. Uh, more. More to come. More to come. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We'll be right back.
Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk powerhouse of the northern part of the state of Alabama. And here we are on the biggest show for the northern part of the state, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side, solid, conservative, and just plain right. That's our mantra, and we stick to it. And listen, folks, so we've got a great audience out there. You guys, I mean, we, can, we can tell the expansion of the footprint, if you know what I mean. I mean, just, just looking at things like, you know, uh, the fact that we have our website, rightsideradio.org. We, we talked about that multiple times. Rightsideradio.org, you can find out more about the show. You can, you can you know, see the bios for me and Copper. There's, there's a photo gallery on there, uh, recommended reading. Uh, but one of the things you can also do is if you miss part of the show and you want to go and download a segment, go to rightsideradio.org. Let me tell you one thing that's happened. So those are downloadable sections in podcast format. Last month, at the end of the first 30 days of this radio show, we had roughly 850 downloads. Today, just uh, not even three weeks later, we're already at 2,200 downloads. What that tells me is that more and more of you are realizing uh, the show is out there, and, uh, and we love having a bunch of right-side ruffians from all over the place listening to the show. And if you ever find yourself driving out of the range, by the way, just go to rightsideradio.org, click Listen Live, and you're still with us. Hey, folks, uh, after the top of the hour, when we come back for the next break, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear a few things from you. I want to hear what your thoughts are on Afghanistan, on Biden's leadership. Uh, and for that matter, how does it relate to Alabama? Are you at all, are you at all getting the sense that, it is, that something's up and the conservatives are about to just say we're done with this and really going to start moving forward in the political realm? I think we have to. Now, let me just tell you something, by the way, on switching subject. Let me tell you what just happened a moment ago. During the break, right as I was finishing up my remarks before the last break, President Biden wrapped his, um, his comments. He, he, he came and delivered a speech. And, you know, I, I said that it was so interesting the way he did things last time. He walks out to the microphone. He immediately goes into his speech. He's reading from prepared comments on his teleprompter. He literally finishes his speech and turns abruptly around and walks out. He did that on Tuesday when he finally spoke about Afghanistan. He just did it again today. I mean, this is not a press conference. These are prepared remarks from someone who is making an appearance, is what he's doing. He's making an appearance to just step out and say, and, and, and I told you, by the way, in my comments earlier, the part that I did catch before I had to come back on the air was I literally watched him lecture the state of Alabama, lecture us from D.C., and, and, and basically imply that we don't know what we're doing down here because we don't have enough people vaccinated yet. And, and we, should just, we should just, you know, get the vaccine, man. Just, just get the vaccine. I mean, it's, it's just... And then when I read you the real stats, this shows that 81% of our state have already entered into the vaccination process. I mean, for the, for the love of God, because we haven't all bended to your will and gotten the shot yesterday does not mean the state is, is, is literally falling apart. Now, we have a lot going on. This Delta variant apparently is real. And I just want to encourage you guys, take care of your health. Do the things that are wise. You know, the, all the stuff that you could possibly think of, the usual precautions, for that matter, fortify your body with, with supplements and, and make sure that you are staying as strong as you possibly can. Do not allow yourself to slip into some form of disrepair that will make your body even more susceptible in the middle of a pandemic. But I will also tell you that a pandemic does not absolve you of civil liberties. And if you have made a, a decision not to get the shot, it is your decision. 
Well, what's happening right now at St. Vincent's Hospital? Well, St. Vincent's Hospital in Birmingham has decided all of its staff will be vaccinated by a date certain. And in fact, I think that the University of Alabama Birmingham, UAB Hospital, may have also done the same thing. They are mandating their employees get the shot. I think it's curious. How is it that health-related officials, and we're not talking about just support staff because, you know, the, the janitorial staff, the food staff, the, um, the, you know, the folks who work the, the front desk and the admin, they're included in this. But what's interesting is at St. Vincent's, they have had to mandate it, and there is a staff-organized protest event coming up. I got, I got word of it just the other day. I'll see if I can find the, uh, the word that was texted to me by a doctor, by the way, who wanted me to know this was happening. So I find it curious that a hospital in the middle of a pandemic, when President Biden says we hardly have any ICU beds left, we are literally seeing the hospital uh, tell that its people they will be fired if they don't get the shot. Well, look, folks, I'm just going to tell you, this thing is happening right now. I'm looking at it. It's called the Medical Freedom Rally on St. Vincent's campus on Friday, August 27th from 4 to 7. And they're saying stop the mandate. They want freedom of choice. These are medical professionals, doctors and nurses that are organizing a medical freedom rally on the campus of St. Vincent's, knowing full well they've been told they could lose their jobs if they don't get the shot. That's amazing to me. First of all, how is the hospital going to sustain if they start losing health care officials? In a pandemic, don't you want everybody you can get? And if doctors and nurses don't want the shot, that's interesting, huh? All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We'll be right back with more after this. <laughs> 